The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with hosts Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House. Well, boys, it is officially football season. LSU-Wisconsin, 2.30 Saturday. If you're not going to Lambeau, you ought to go to the Pelican House. 136 draft beers, 50-foot TV, a menu that's awesome. They have late-night uh, menu if you want to stay, stay there all day and just eat and drink and watch football into the night. You can do that. Um, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. They're awesome. They support us, so you should support them. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know where to begin. The Saints have so much news, but I'm going to start here, Andrew. The Saints got pounded by the Steelers, uh, 27 to 14. And here's what the yeah, Sa- here's, I, I was there, sadly. Here, here's what the Saints have reduced us to, Andrew. I feel like we are the person at the Best Buy where they have the bo- they have the table with the open boxes. And you're mm-hmm. like, I need an iPad. Well, it's got a cracked screen, but it's only 80 bucks. I feel like that's what the Saints have reduced us to for offensive linemen. We were salivating when we were like, oh, the, the Patriots, they cut, they, they're cut. they going to cut Brian Stork. We can get him. And then today they were like um, another guy, the Jeff Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz from the yeah. Lions. They were like, oh, they, the Lions, even though they just traded for a guard and they cut Jeff Schwartz, does he, does he have two working legs? That could work out good. Like I feel like – or the guy at the Best Buy that's like buying the phone with the cracked screen. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> analogy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the thing is, so you know, in this in this analogy, if you have a phone with a cracked screen, right? Like currently, you might view Tim Lolito as a cracked screen, but water's already gotten through it. So. <laughs> oh my- you know, it's like it's like a where you like where you buy a cracked screen, but you're like, well, if you know, if I don't take it outside and I make sure I look at the forecast and make sure that if I ever step outside the house, that there's never going to be any rain and I never keep it near beverages or anything, so that I don't get any, you know, uh, water in it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of like that. I mean, I, I think look, there's no one the Saints are going to find at this point. And you know, prime example, they signed Khalif Barnes, who started one game last year, 33 years old, and he's 34 now. Um, That's who they've picked up to kind of be in the mix and potentially make the roster. So, you you know, 
No, no one's no one's gonna fix this offensive line at this point that they find or uncover. Um, I it's all about finding guys that can be serviceable, decent, and serviceable, that's, that's, a, not, that's a wide that's range. That's not impossible. That's now, a I wide mean, range, I, I, though. Like, what, what's your what's your, when you say serviceable? Like, what is your what is your? Well, I mean, I just want to point out, like, you know, a lot of people are a lot of people are like, you know, if it's how's it going to work for the Saints if it's another team's trash? But I'd like to point out that Raphael Bush, yeah, um, and more recently Oboom Guachem are examples of guys that the Saints picked up off other rosters at final cuts that made the team and it ended up being rotational guys, decent players. Now, when I say Raphael Bush and Oboom Guachem are those amazing players, no. Uh, but if you can get an offensive lineman that's in that vein. He's probably starting at guard for the Saints. And they got Scott Shanley for a seventh round pick, man, and he worked out good. I know people yeah. rip I know people rip on him, but for a lot of years he was a he was a replacement level starter. Yeah. You know? Um Dave, the Saints defense got torched by the Steelers. I think Antonio Brown just scored again. Um how how much should we look at the Steelers game and f- and just disregard all the positive stuff that we saw during training camp up to that point? Oh, man. I mean, you know, in the preseason, I, I would like to think that the Saints aren't, aren't playing all of their cards when it comes to um, defense and schemes and that kind of stuff, but at the yeah, same get, time, yeah. Get, guess what, Dave? Neither were the Steelers. <laughs> no, three exactly. quarterback hits the whole game. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it, the pass rush just does not seem to have <sighs> improved at all. Uh, I mean, I, I wrote earlier. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. Okay. I, Keep going. I, I think I think the secondary has improved a, a little bit, and I I feel like they looked a little bit better than than they've normally look um i feel like they were in position to to make some plays but um but i it's they get no help from 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 the defense um and i mean i want to i want to make two comments on that real quick so first of all let's not minimize the impact i mean we weren't sure this pass rush was good with kikaha and Rankins. Yeah. Those are two pretty major parts of yeah. this defense mm-hmm. and they're gone and, and the Saints mm-hmm. don't have them right now. You know, hopefully Rankins comes back, but you know, th- that hurts number 1. Yeah. Number 2, I'm not sure how much I want to wait the first half against the Steelers to the overall projection of the Saints because and Dave, you'll agree with this. I mean, the dome like it, it, it was just missing the energy and and ambiance of a regular yeah, season I mean, game, like right. it's those games are just lame. So there wasn't the intensity. And number two, we are talking about the number one offense in the NFL. Yeah, let's be. So I mean, it, I expect that they embarrass a lot of people. It's not just the Saints they embarrass. Well, they're here, number one for a reason. And here's the thing, you know, people forget. You know, Denver won the Super Bowl and they deserve it. They're the champion. But man. Pittsburgh was a fumble by some French guy away from going into Denver and winning that game. So, I mean, not that Pittsburgh was the best team and they didn't 
they didn't they didn't win obviously, but they they're a real they're they're an elite team yeah. all around. And I mean, I mean, one, I yet. would point out like if if you were to take the Broncos and pa- Panthers Super Bowl, and instead of it being the Super Bowl, you were to put that in Week Three of the preseason, and and, and the exact same game happened. I think Panthers last year would have been watching that in Week Three and saying. Oh my God, Cam Newton is an NFL quality. Cam Newton quality. was awful last week, by the way. But you you, you can yeah. excuse it. But here's the, here's. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here's the thing, and I said this in my Channel 4 column, Andrew, is, you know, we talk about the offensive line in the sense of uh, (laughs) Drew Brees is going to die. But it's not just about that. Like, it's not just about will Drew Brees get hurt. They have to have an offensive line to function as offense. They have to be able to run the ball. They have to be able to block. They have to be able to protect them. And... This yeah. offensive line is as bad as it's ever been against under Sean Payton. So I don't know. I'm feeling not as confident that they can just scheme it and card trick it like they always have and be, be a top ten offense. I'm, I'm well. I'm well, for, first things first. First things first. You know, I, I've heard this Armstead injury is not serious. I don't know what that means. I don't know yeah, if that means he, he. I don't know if that means he plays week one compromised and sucks or. You know, who knows what that means? He only had to get a quarter goat blood in Venezuela. Right, right. <laughs> but but this offense, with without him at, you know, I, I mean, oh. I'm not even going to say 100%, but this offense without him at 85% or more doesn't work. Like, it, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen this year if Teron Armstead. Like, I'm already concerned about this offensive line with him healthy. Um, so I, I think you can pretty much right off the season – I feel that strongly about it. Like I, I feel like you, you would talk about players that this team can least afford mm-hmm. to be without. I put Teron Armstead at the top of the list, and it has to do partially with the offensive line being terrible and him being really good. So you know those two combined, but also there's no one to replace him with. They have no one they can put at left tackle yeah. if he's gone, and Breeze will get hurt. Breeze, the Breeze injury will follow in short order after Armstead's. Um, so, you know, to me like that, that, that's where the conversation, you, this conversation isn't, doesn't even need to be had if he's not healthy because it, it's down the tubes, assuming he's healthy, then that that's where, you know, you start to look at the other four positions, you know, you feel pretty good about Unger at center. Um, but 
it's it's still pretty weak, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that was one thing last year when they played Atlanta the last game, and they were like they announced you know Armstead wasn't playing. I was like, oh boy, you know, you felt like it was going to be a disaster. It worked out okay. Um, Dave, do you feel like they're going to do something on the offensive before we get to the fun the fun trades and and signings that they made? Do you feel like they're going to do something before? Oakland. Do you feel like they're going to make a move on the offensive line, a trade, a trade, not just claim other teams' cuts? Uh, cer- certainly, if, as Andrew alluded to, Armstead's injury is uh, anything of significance. But um, I, yeah, I definitely think they could pull the trigger. Ronald Leary is still out there. I, I would really, I'm, I'm really hoping and praying actually that they've sort of got a right of first refusal offer in with Dallas already. In other words, telling them, hey, look, we're interested. We're ready to give this. Uh, we're ready to talk to you about um, But we're not ready to trigger yet. If anybody else comes to talk to you, please let us know. Um, so we... Are, are we, convi- are we convinced Leary's better? Are we convinced Leary's <laughs> better than Lolito? I am... I, Yes, yes, yes. I am convinced that uh, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Okay. I mean, hey. He, he was he was starting for the Cowboys offensive line, and they have very good uh, offensive line. Hell, you if 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 people don't hear this, let it be known that it's this is on all, you. It's on you because you called. The blood in, is on your hands. The blood is on your hands because you called in fifteen minutes too goddamn late. We'll see. Called how in. You're supposed to call me. I called you. You didn't answer. What do you you called me, me on Skype, and I never got the call. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 9 o'clock, man. Big surprise it's there. It's 9 o'clock Skype every Monday. Shit. It's 9 o'clock every Monday. So we were I talk- like how I'm Pontius Pilate, but it's Skype. But Skype's the, 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 Skype's the problem. Skype's a cruel mistress, man. Um, so we were talking about the offensive line. Uh, we've had so much technical issues on the back end, I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about the offensive line. Um, and it, Dave, and if they were gonna, you, do you think they'll make a trade? I think that's where we were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I do think that's possible. And to be honest with you, I hope that they've already got something going with Dallas, and <laughs> they've got, uh, you know, you know, they're ready to pull the trigger at any given moment. But um, I don't know. You're they already not, gave you're up. Not their leery s- of that deal. <laughs> oh, dad joke, dad joke. Um, but uh, and I and I do think that Leary is an instantaneous starter uh, uh, on this team. Now the thing is, is today they already gave up their seventh round draft pick to get um, to get that defensive end from Miami. So uh, you know, if they're going to give anything else up, it's going to have to be something more valuable than the seventh round pick. So, um, do you think, Andrew, that uh, what's what's well? Real- they already they already gave up the seventh round pick, by the way. Well, what's conditionally? Real- what is we gave it up? Yes, today for the the defensive end. Yeah. What is realistic for this offensive? Like, what's the realistic goal, Andrew, for this offensive line to be during the year, in your opinion? Well. More than 2.7 yards per carry would be a good place to start. Um, I mean, no, I, I think, uh, listen, the, the offensive line that we saw last year was pretty pretty awful. Pretty I awful. Thought. Pretty 
pretty, pretty yeah, bad. Pretty bad. Pretty, um, pretty, it was bad enough bad. that it cost Breeze a start um, because he did get injured twice. Twice. I mean, he had the shoulder thing, which he somehow missed only one game from, and then uh, I feel like he didn't he get injured again, and he played yeah, through it or ankle or something. Plant, plantar fasciitis. Yeah, pla- yeah. There you go. So, you know, I hope that. Um, I mean, obviously, mission number one is getting Breeze through a 16-game season. And as long as that happens, you know, you can have patchy, mediocre play, and I'm kind of okay with it. This offense has enough playmakers and a good enough quarterback that as long as Breeze isn't going down with an injury, um, we can probably, the Saints can probably survive patchy play on the offensive line and, and be in, in the mix for the playoffs. Just have- they, just can't get, they just can't get them hurt. They'll just have a, they'll, they're gonna ha- they're gonna have more weeks like they had against the Texans last year, I think. Andrew, yeah. Where they just get. But I mean, weeks. but I'll say it again. Like for me, the main thing is Teron Armstead can't go down. Like the whole <laughs> thing goes to shit if he's injured, and that's not a good thing because he doesn't have very good injury history. So Kevin, you've joined us, and the main reason we have you on this podcast <laughs> is because I, you, had, I hadn't even noticed. Yeah. Because yeah, you, because, me neither. Because <laughs> oh, you, oh, I noticed when because, it stopped working. Because you you uh, you break down the film, and the Saints, of course, have traded for yep. for I'm John, a regular Ron Jaworski. You, they traded for John McCain, <laughs> U.S. Senator from Arizona, with the Dolphins. Uh, so, give me your tape breakdown: his speed to power, power to speed, how he gets off the edge. Give me your breakdown of that. It, seriously, is is power to speed really a, a, a thing? It is. Or speed to Jesus. power. I didn't even know that was really a thing. I have never heard that term used before in my life. I may have made it now. It's a real I'm thing. pretty sure Ralph just made that up. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I got it backwards. Make sure you use make sure you use terms like high upside and uh, high motor. Motor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a, he's, he's a oh, good motor guy. Big motor guy. Don't forget about Big his intangibles. Guy. Not sure about the tangibles, but the intangibles. Oh, <laughs> high ceiling on the intangibles. <laughs> Tremendous motor on the intangibles. <laughs> and, 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 and if I may and if I may dig into my NBA side. Tremendous wingspan. Tremendous. <laughs> um Andrew, what does it the say? Cat agrees with me. <laughs> Andrew, what does it say about? Wait, wait, their... don't don't forget that he's a little bit of a tweener. That's the concern. Tweener. He's a bit of a tweener. <laughs> Andrew, oh, oh. Andrew, Paul Kruger got released from the Browns today. Here we go. And Kruger, Kruger, and the Saints went really Kruger. hard. The Saints went really hard for him in 2013. <laughs> they did. I like to say hard. I went hard for Kruger. Uh, any chance the Saints kick <laughs> kick the tires on him? And, and any chance they go down the Elm Street and yeah. see if he's yeah? Um, I would. <laughs> that's two dad jokes today. Um, I would say Kruger is going to be too costly. I think for the Saints. I mean, he's a guy that was making yeah. what twelve million this year, something ridiculous. Perhaps. I don't. I don't think he's going to demand much. But I mean, I could see him being like, all right, I'll go somewhere for one year, two million. And I'm not sure the Saints can even afford that. Um, After cutting Keenan Lewis, the dead money they got from that now, I mean, the cap is is, – they can only sign guys to minimum deals pretty much. So I don't – that would be the prohibitive thing, I think. Great, we've added more dead money. 
He's that's a, what we needed is more dead he, money. He's, he hadn't been good the last two years. I don't know that he's going to get no. any other kind of deal, though. We'll see, though. Um, yeah, I mean, he was so mad about his release. That, that to me, just doesn't sound like a guy that, that's going to accept a minimum deal. But I guess we'll see. I mean, the market dictates it more than anything else. So, Kevin, yep. who's more likely to collect a paycheck from the Saints this year? Keenan Lewis or Grayson, the third-string quarterback? <laughs> um, Grayson, the third-string quarterback. Barely. Barely. God, that does he? Let, let's go around the horn real quick. Does he make the fifty-three man roster this year? No. No. Kevin? I like how Dave was the first one to say something. <laughs> no. Do you guys? Do you guys think the the next preseason game has a huge bearing on that, or do you yes. think it, the writing's already on the wall? I think. I mm. think if he plays poorly, I don't even think he'll make the practice squad. If he plays poorly, he's going to be in the locker room getting dressed when the bus leaves. <laughs> um, I don't so, think the bus drives to the Superdome. The only thing that's really no. good. Yeah, that's right. They drive Andrew, themselves. What gets de- what's getting decided this last preseason game? Fine. Sean Payton's remo- cutting his brake line. <laughs> well, actually, I, I don't <laughs> know about. He's his tires in the Superdome park. I, I don't know about. I don't know about preseason games, but they actually they do. They stay in a hotel the night before. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I would say there's a lot on the line. A lot. I, I think probably most notable is I still think two starting spots on the offensive line are up for grabs. I think Armstead, Unger, and Streif, I think we can all agree those guys are starters. Um, I'm not sure Andres Pete is going to start week one. I mean, I, I think Sean Payton has every intent to start the guy. But he's great to coach. You know, he's great to coach. Yeah, he, he he's alluded to the fact that he's moving him to left guard now, which is just utterly ridiculous. He said he said it. He said <laughs> after the game that he tried wasn't him gonna... on every place on the offensive line, trying to find somewhere where he can't be a disaster did he, train wreck. Did he say to lines? McKelvin asked him that, and he's like, "No, we drafted him to play on the right side." Yeah, well, he's he's changing his tune he's now. Changing. He he doesn't play well enough on the right, so they want him on the left. So. And, and by the way, I find that really comical because his reps at left tackle were some of the they were reminiscent of Charles Brown. Ooh, but Charles Brown, yeah, seen enough. So I'm not sure, Pete. Like, if he has a so so apparently now left guard. You know, I'll humor Sean Payton for a second. Let's say okay, left guard was really the spot he was meant to be in all along. If he's a disaster there in this game, I don't see how you can justify starting Pete in week one, except for the fact that his competition is Tim Alito and Senio Calamete. So, like, for me, like, two of those three guys are going to be the starters. I have no idea which, and I have no idea what side they're playing on. Well, what, I mean, uh, I don't know. And Zach Streif is, like, I feel like Zach Streif is mentally checked out. I mean, he's just... <laughs> Why do you? Uh, yeah, and, and he and I, I he's uh, he's one of the guys I'm saying is an unquestioned starter. That's where oh, we are Lord. with this line. Lord, I mean, I just think Streif is older. He's gotten married now. I think. Dave, did we lose Dave? Uh, did we he's lose already Dave? Planning for... Yeah, we did. You lost. Da- yeah, we did. Me? Right, right. Dave still. A perfect what? pitch is a perfect game. Whenever he's going to say something really interesting, he drops out. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just, I, I just, you know, I, I, I just think that Streif is, he's, he's ready to move on to chapter two of his, uh, of his life, and I, I, I think he's as I far as, that. yeah, I do, I do. I don't think and, so. Uh, I just think he's old, and he wasn't. He wasn't really good I, I against speed. He was. He's not good against speed rushers. So he looked terrible against the Texans. And I'm not he's basing old. this on. I'm not. I, yes, he's old, and I think that he's he's playing with the realization in the back of his mind that it's going to come to it. an end soon, and he needs to be. And he needs to be thinking about the next phase of his life. He's, you know, he 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 may not do things to risk injury that he might have done earlier in his career or, you know, some situation like that. But I just collecting a check at this point. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to argue that, I mean, I, I think there's merit to that. I'm going to argue that Streif is one of the few types of players that would walk away before he ever got to that point. I think he's fully committed. I, I think if, like, from a character standpoint, he's just the ultimate team guy. And if his heart wasn't in it, he would step away sooner. Um, so, anyway, that that's my opinion on him. But I, I just think... So, you asked the original question was, what's up for grabs? I think there's tons. I think, you know, the cornerback mix isn't figured out. I mean, I guess P.J. Williams is the starter. But I'm not certain that's the case. And then I don't know if Damian Swan and Cortland Finnegan make this team. You know, Devontae... Harrison, Ken Crawley look like they're the nickel and dime guys and that they're going to play a significant role week one. Um, but, like, literally Ken Crawley could be the starter week oh one or, or he could be cut. Like, that that's how <laughs> much this how much of a variance there is at corner. You know, at, receiver, at, at receiver, we don't really know. I mean, t- I think Tommy Lee Lewis is in. We have no idea what's going to happen to Coleman. He's maybe out, <laughs> Andrew. That's um, like saying that's like saying this podcast could be syndicated on ESPN, or it might not be recording. The latter much more likely. Um, kicker, kicker is wide open. It better be Barth because um, man, I paid two dollars for him in auction. Yeah, so you know, there's that um, Barth because you did that. And then there's a couple new guys, Khalif Barnes and uh, McCain. They have to prove that they're worthy of a 53-man roster spot on a really short yeah, time Yeah, they could frame. cut McCain and not have to give up a seventh-round pick. Um, right. Before we get to the Twitter McLean. questions, be- Kevin, before we, get the to, glass. before we get to the Twitter question, the Twitter question, which we have a ton, and we'll recap the Saints Happy Hour auction draft. It got stupid. Um Got stupid fast. It did. It did. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is not standing for the national anthem. That's all over everywhere today. But Drew Brees weighed in and said he disagreed with it. Um, Thanks, Drew. Appreciate it. Well, now wait a minute. He, wait, you're not you're not quoting the, what his entire thinks. He he agrees with why he's doing it. He doesn't agree with how he's doing it. Well, how else is he supposed to do it, Dave? Like, what is he supposed? Like, he wants to get he wants to get people talking about. Uh, things that, you know, police violence and thing and 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 and, and things that uh, black people are really concerned about. How's he going to do it if he doesn't stand for the national? If, I mean, like, what else is he going to do? Like, he's about to he's about to get <laughs> cut from San, he's about to get cut from San Francisco. Like, no one no one's going to care. Like, he's he's doing this to get attention. Are they going to are they 
all right, first of all, there's got to be a million and one other ways that he can get his message across. You know, he honestly just say something in a tweet and then it's out there. Like, how difficult not is that? Like, yeah, but I would argue, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure that I, I agree with Kaepernick, but like what you just mentioned, Dave, and a and hundred other things that anyone would suggest. I mean, case in point, no, none of us care about Colin Kaepernick. We we rarely, if ever, talk about him on this podcast, but we're doing it right now. Yeah. And so he, it worked. Yeah, well, and we were going to talk, and we were going to bring it up whether or not uh, Drew weighed in. Yeah. But, but okay, but but you want? But let, wait, wait. Let me. Well, I'm going to end this right here and right now because after <laughs> what I say, after as soon as Uh-oh. you hear what I'm about to say, you, there's not going to be anything left to say. Dad's going drop the mic. And and that's the fact that he failed because we're talking about him, and we are not talking one iota about why he did it, which was about police brutality and and race and all that kind of stuff. We're not even discussing that. We're talking about the man himself. So he's failed because his, his well, whole point his whole point was was to bring attention to police brutality and all that other stuff and all he has done is bring attention to himself and we are not discussing the greater matter here um they, i mean i mean we just did i mean like juge like just ralph brought it up well, well like well like ralph just said I mean, we're talking about Kaepernick and how he's a douchebag, or whether he's a douchebag, or whether he's got a point. We're not. We're, none of this. We're not. We're not having a meaningful, right. meaningful right. conversation yeah, but, yeah, about but, how yeah, police but, treat black people in America. Yeah, but other people are. I mean, right. you know. Yeah. Right. But, right. Right. But I but, haven't heard that. I only listen to sports. The reason why we're talking. The reason why we're talking about the shitty reaction is because of the shitty reaction. Yeah. Like, like that's why we're talking about it. If if, if like like. Asshole, you know, assholes who have been dropping the n bomb on 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 Kaepernick, on Twitter and elsewhere, like that's why we're talking about it. Is 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 is, is everybody getting their panties in a bunch and their monocles falling out of their head because somebody finally noticed he was sitting on the bench in the third game of the preseason during the national anthem? Yeah, it and took then, three weeks then, to figure it out. Somebody right, went it, up it and took asked three him, games like, to notice it, and then and then he finally said something. And then it became a big deal. And then he had like a 20 minute press conference where he answered questions about it, which I thought was good on him to do. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, and like he basically just said, look, I'm just not going to stand. Uh, it, it's, he's not rushing out to the middle of the 50 yard line or anything like that. He's just sitting on the bench and yeah, it's noticeable. Uh, and, and, and it's like people, the people that I see complaining on Twitter, it's he's, He's getting a hundred million dollars to play a game. Nah, nah, nah. Well, if he was a regular person protesting, the argument if and I've seen that because of the proximity to where I live in Ferguson, it's why don't these people get a job? Don't they have to work? Well, so here, this guy's got a job. Well that that that's the dumbest argument ever. I mean, I, 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 I actually I actually disagree I, I, with him. Like I, I I'm not a huge fan of what he's doing. I recognize that it, it's gotten the desired effect in a lot of ways. So, like, right. I think his mission's accomplished, and I, I do think his heart is in the right place. But, like, for me, like, I just think it's it's kind of it's a little ironic and disrespectful that he's, like, taking advantage of his liberty to shit on the liberties that he's being given. Well, um, right, but, but that's the whole point. 
That, I, know, I mean, that, I that is yeah. the whole point. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. That, here's the thing that interests me is, you know, like we talk about athletes when they say, you know, a lot of times like they'll say something, but they don't put anything at risk. So that's why I don't necessarily re- certain athletes when they do something, I don't respect them. I respect this because he's putting a lot at risk. He is probably not going to make the 49er team, and this doesn't really help him. So like, no. he, like he's, he's going, going besides forward. Gabbert. He's putting a lot of. He's well. He's just got a huge contract, and if they're going to go with Gabbert, oh, right. I don't he, know like, if they want he had him looking over his shoulder. He lost weight and yeah. can't put it back on. He doesn't look good. He's put a lot at risk. Risk. I mean, he's doing this when the easy thing would, to do would be do nothing and say, "I got to make the 49s. I got to make the team." But he's still doing this. I think. I think if it's close. This whole nonsense, because coaches hate this. I think this puts him over the edge of getting cut. So he's actually putting yeah. a lot. Putting oh a lot, shit! Putting, I can't. I, you cut out there. I think he's putting a lot at risk, Kevin. Because yeah, you know. So I can at least I can at least respect that. Um, I guess the the I guess my final question, and you can go around the horn real quick. And Andrew, I'll start with you. Do you think that if it's close, that this mm-hmm. will have an effect on him getting cut? Yeah, in the NFL, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you look at the reality with Tim Tebow and Michael Sam, and you just go up and down the list. Like, coaches don't want to deal with social issues. Mm-hmm. That that's not like their job is to they keep distractions away from their that. football team. They want distractions out of their locker room. It's so hard to focus on the game plan to get everyone on the same page, to have team unity, to have everyone buy in, all this stuff. Like. Coaches want zero distractions. They want their guys focused. And taking a stand on social issues, which gets all this media attention, is a coach's nightmare, for better or for worse. <laughs> they hate it. They do. Yeah. Um, all right, we have a ton of Twitter questions, and I, I want to get to them. Kevin, can you give me a 30-second recap of the gloriousness of the auction draft that we had yesterday that got out of hand really fast? <laughs> And it started with yeah, me. Let it, me uh, and it started with me paying fifteen dollars for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, that was your first did. pick. Yeah. No, no. Well, why? Uh, my first that pick. was one of auction picks. Yeah, my well, first. But why? Why? Why did you feel the need that you had to overpay for Tyrod Taylor? Because because he's Ralph. Because I don't question. Because I wanted decisions. I wanted to do something different and crazy at quarterback, and I figured. If I wanted to pay $10 for him, I figured $15, it's only $5 difference. And the money I saved by not paying a quarterback, I could spend other places. See, this is the kind of logic that <laughs> ends up putting Ralph in last place in his fantasy league every oh, single year. Oh, it is year. true. It is true. I do not deny it. I took, I took Cam Newton in the second round on my draft. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I know how I feel. So, about Kevin, that. What, what, tell, tell the people what else <laughs> happened in the fantasy draft. Yeah, let me see if I can find this day our, our, our draft. Like that's the the problem is, I don't think. Uh, yes, that I is the problem. You don't think. Willie Sneed went oh. for like twelve bucks, which was kind of crazy. Um, oh, I, here we go. Draft draft results. I had a draft okay. tonight. I got. I had it. a draft tonight. I got Michael Thomas in the thirteenth round. I was a, I was the only Saints fan. I got <laughs> Michael why. Thomas in the thirteenth round. He went for eleven dollars in our draft. Kevin, here we, we can, go. God, what a rip! Here off. we go. Jesus. The first, our, our first pick was Antonio Brown. He went for sixty-four dollars. How much do you get? Mike, the, how much does these person start with? Two hundred dollars. Everybody starts off with two hundred dollars. Uh, 
Julio, Julio, well, no, that was about what Julio was supposed to go for. Michael Thomas went for 11. Uh, Gronkowski went for 44. Tyrod Taylor went for 16. Not 15, Ralph. 16. (laughs) Keenan Allen went for 31 bucks. Somebody got Drew Brees at 25. Yeah, that's cheap. Somebody paid 30 bucks for Mark Ingram. So sixteen isn't so bad for Tyrod. You, you know why Breeze like went. You know, you know why Breeze went for twenty five. Yeah, because he's going to get murdered. Because it's all Saints fans, and they know exactly how many games he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, Not many. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hang on. I'm getting down there. I'm getting down there. Let me let me look at the rest of Ralph's. Ralph paid thirty five. No, Ralph, that Ralph, that's not Ralph. Ralph's thirty eight dollar Tate. Uh, Ralph paid thirty four bucks for Jamal. I'll be injured by week five, Charles. And I handcuffed Spencer <laughs> Ware for eight dollars. <laughs> uh, the first, hang on, I didn't actually pick, I didn't actually get to draft a player until the 29th guy. I dra- The first guy I drafted, kicker Blair Walsh for a dollar. Dude, Kevin, I <laughs> Who was... Who nominated Blair Walsh? I was... I did. I was pumped I did. up. I thought Kevin <laughs> was. I thought Kevin was going to have to convert like half of his salary cap to Bitcoin because he was going to be left over with a hundred bucks. But that no, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then I ended up being the guy who made who picked up who I ended up with a great fucking roster because here's the thing: the next pick that I got me. I got Kelvin Benjamin. Now I overpaid by three bucks on the projection. I paid eighteen bucks for Kelvin Benjamin. The next pick I got, I got Cam Newton for thirty-one which was both under the average cost that he was going on other drafts and the average projected price. Well, that's so enough. I got him for steal. That's and then enough. the next guy I got was Tom Brady for nine fucking dollars. So basically half this podcast is going to be rooting for Cam Newton this year. Yeah, no. With it, no. I mean, that's yeah. disgusting. That, that's enough of the That's enough of <laughs> Ralph also spent – hang on, wait a minute, wait. No, that's Ralph enough. That's spent, enough. People Ralph can... spent 30 – Ralph spent $26 on Jarvis Landry. Hang on. I'm going to look up Ralph's team here. He spent $26 <laughs> on Jarvis Landry, yeah. $28 on T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Where the hell's $38 forecast? Yeah. My, my team is, is bad financial decisions. My team. Jay, Jay Cutler. My team. Jay Cutler for a dollar. Christian Michaels for like seven dollars uh, $26. Bad, it's bad decisions. We got, Who's the guy that? Who's the guy that just man? When he made that payment, we all looked at you and were like, "You're officially off the hook." I forget, but people don't care. They, pe- fantasy, we've, we've done, we've done like wait like five minutes too long. Uh, we got, we have a ton of Twitter questions. <laughs> Kevin, is this is from Boat Lawyer? Is it wrong to put FEMA relief money on the Saints under seven wins? Personally, I think it's wrong not to. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, listen. Everybody, may, everybody's making a big deal about. Well, there's never been less than seven to nine in the Peyton era. There's never been less than nine to seven pay, Peyton era. Listen, they're going to be less than seven and nine for the first time in the Sean Peyton era. If if, if listen, six You're putting it down. I'm I'm putting it down for six. Are we doing our predictions next week? Next week, next week. So, Andrew, this is a good question. This is from Alfredo. Uh, is there a rescue shelter for offensive linemen where Sean and Mickey can go adopt a few? <laughs> yes, obviously, because that's where Khalif Barnes was hanging out. <laughs> oh, Dave, this is from I picked him up today. This is from Scoops. Are they leaving the lights off in the dome specifically so fans don't need to bring paper bags this year? <laughs> we didn't talk about the new video screens too, which the were new, pretty pretty were cool. Pretty big, pretty. They sweet. were cool. 
Yeah, surprising. Uh, man, these questions are like full on. I mean, I I, I get it, but man. Is Saints this, Twitter is at an all-time low. Yeah, I feel this like, is right? from Monadula. Should the Dude, Saints... did you see the stuff that was on Canal Street Chronicles today? It was like one after the other. Just the like... comments? Well, no, the articles. All, uh, all the writers on yeah. CSC, they were like, uh, this team's terrible, here's why they're terrible. This is from uh, this is from Monadula. Should the Saints sign Jeff Schwartz only because of all the jokes? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, neither. Should the Saints? Uh, what sad team picks up penalty monger Browner? Fingers crossed, Falcons. That's from Silver Hair. Nobody. He could be. He could be done. Oh, he's, he's done. done. He'd be done. Uh, he's done. <laughs> Andrew, have the position changes ruined Pete, or is he just a scouting miss? Uh, I think it's more the latter. But I mean, I will say. He, I think it's fair to say he's still a guy in development. Like I, I know that we're in a in a climate now in the NFL where you expect a player to produce immediately, and if he doesn't, you know, fans, coaches, organizations, very quick to write them off. I don't think that's fair. I mean, I think we need to remember how German Bushrod, Stinchcomb, Zach Streif, all offensive linemen, they they took time to progress and eventually to be. Pro Bowl quality players. The Saints you know, just weren't desperate in year one. Right. It's, they weren't desperate to start them in year one. And so, um, you know, I, I worry that Pete is going to be labeled a bust and we're going to assume he's terrible when really he just needs a couple years to get it. And yeah. that's all those guys I just listed, they needed two or three years to get it. This, and were those other guys first round draft picks? No. They weren't. No, um, so that's fair. I think you expect your first round of the lights to come on a little sooner. But look, I mean, look at some of the guys that have been picked. In the, I mean, the Kansas City guy, um, you know, Kyle Long, you know, was good, okay his first year, and then was an animal in year two and three. So, you know, guys make big jumps. And I think with Andres Pete in particular, like, he was just hurt so much last year. He just didn't get to see yeah. a lot of playing time. This is from Chris, Kevin. Wait, 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 wait. Two things. First of all, Kevin – you're not texting whoever you think you're texting. And <laughs> second of all, second of all. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Second of all, back to the Browner thing. You know, people are all happy and excited about Brand- Browner getting cut from the Seahawks. And they like think, think it's great news and karma. But really, it, you wanted to him me, on it's it. like. You wanted him well, playing. To, yeah. Well, no, but no, no, no. Well, yeah, maybe, but. No, to me, it's like he's just another goddamn example of the Saints overpaying for somebody who they poorly, whose character and talent they poorly evaluated. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Kevin, this is a question for you, and this is from uh, that patron saint: Who had better footwork, A. Pete or the little fat shit that got stuck in the tube in Willy Wonka? Rip, Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Rip, Gene. How about R.I.P. Jesus Christ, Ralph. Yeah. Uh, at least you didn't try and pronounce it all as one name. Yeah. Uh, Rip in pieces. Rip. Rip Jean. Rip Jeanu Alder. Yeah, that's a name. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Good. Hey, name. hey, what's Augustus? I tell you what, that might be a good line. You put Augustus Gloop in there, yeah. and you put the gal with the gum who blew up to the size of a giant blueberry. Yeah. Veruca Salt. Was that Veruca Salt? No, no, no. Veruca Salt was the one that got dropped through the uh, the Golden Goose shoot. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, I only remember Veruca's Salt's name because of the 90s band. Gene, Wild, yeah. Gene Wilder and uh, was in Blazing Saddles is phenomenal. Just, it's one of my... I liked, I liked Hear No Evil, See No Evil, personally. Uh, Silver Streak is good, too. Um, was it Violet Beauregard? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it uh, for questions. Um, I know. I know you just blew through one of Sir Gumbo's. I know you did. I, uh, this is. Is there some Guaranteed. sort of? Is there some sort of injury, Andrew? Is there some sort of injury? Drinks uh, parting ways with the Saints. Bentley, Gallette, Watson. I mean. It's true. Yeah, I mean, there's something there, but then you've got Malcolm Jenkins and Sproles. I guess you're exempt from it if you go to Philadelphia. Uh, that's the caveat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Malcolm Jenkins is like the only really saint that's left that we're like, oh. Ninkovich? Uh, yeah, Nink- but I mean, rec- like recently, Ninkovich is like going on a decade, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean Patrick Robinson was okay last year, for the Chargers. If they had let an offensive lineman go that was playing well, um, people would be losing their mind. Um, this is from Sir Gumbo. If Grayson gets cut, does it piss you off knowing we could have drafted another shitty guard? Yes. <laughs> mm. No, man, but we had to draft that guy from Tulane. <laughs> Wait, rolling. which guy? From, which guy from Tulane? Wasn't Grayson the guy from Tulane? No, that's Griffin, you fuckface. <laughs> oh, Ryan Dave, Griffin. <laughs> Dave, how how bad is your pass rush that you'll trade for a third string defensive end? This this is close to not giving a fuck. Uh, he's a third string defensive end on the Dolphins, who have a pretty good defensive line. He's maybe like second string for us, even a starter. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. Um. So that's also oh, oh, the one thing I was going to say earlier that I forgot to mention is, you know, the pass rush, you know, we're, we're blasting it based on a god-awful performance, and it really was bad against the Steelers. But, you know, let's not forget Edibali had two sacks in the first game, and Nick yeah. Fairley went gamebusters in the second game. I mean, we've at least seen some things some with things. pass rush. Oh, 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 Thanks, oh, Nero. Some things all right. I've seen some I, I, I'm just saying, <laughs> pass rush things. hasn't been a colossal things. failure week to week. The offensive line has. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, we've seen. I, I just I don't like I don't like roping in pass rush with offensive line. 2016 Saints optimism. In, we've seen some things. Put, yeah. put you should totally t- drop in the music for Stranger Things here. Uh, Kevin, I just hope this rewards. That's where I'm at right now. Is Ryan Griffin still in the league, by the way? Yeah, he's on Tampa Bay. Oh, wow. Is he there? Oh, I guess he's behind Mike Glennon. He's their third uh, string. Uh, wow. Yeah, he fetches the Gatorade for everybody. Yeah. Okay. Um, so We've seen some things, folks. We've seen some things. So that wraps it up. You can you can go uh, to an Alshu Chronicle and find this podcast. You can go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got 53-man roster. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Kevin and me are on the Twitters. Dave is not on the Twitters because you, you don't. I'm do actually that. on OK Cupid Tinder now. <laughs> so um, for can't, can't, can't we find you on at Campus Connections? Yes. Uh, you can find me at Tulane Shop. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
go to Saints Nation. Roll wave. Uh, find us on. Find them on Instagram. Find Campus Connection on Instagram and troll when is, them. When is, when is Tulane's first game, Dave? Thursday, Thursday? against Wake Forest. Yeah. Is oh, that, it'll uh, be a barn burner. Winner. Winner. We'll get. Supposed to be a W or no? Uh, hey, look, I don't think anything's guaranteed right now. <laughs> we got a spread on this game. So. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, Wake Forest is uh, favored by like 16 or something. Oh, my Ooh. God. Here we go. Who wins more games? Who wins more games this season? The Saints or Tulane? Dude, it better oh, be. oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy, boy. It better, it better be the Saints. I mean, I would say the question would be, did the Saints at least win double the amount of games that Tulane does? Because you figure Tulane. I mean, Tulane might win like three games this year, right, Dave? So. Uh, they could go. They, they could. It could be anywhere between like two games and. And three, seven or eight. What they they could? Who knows, man? This this new coach, totally different, totally different team. Tulane is where coaches go to die. All right, well, this this will this will this will prove it because this this will definitely prove it because Willie Fritz has has built a winning program at every single stop he's ever been for like over twenty years. He's taken teams that have been terrible and he's made them winners. So if he Sally, comes to Tulane, what was Tulane to win Conference USA? It was was it five hundred to one? It was five hundred to one <laughs> to win Wait, <laughs> they're not in Conference USA anymore. Or American Conference or whatever. The American now. Athletic Yeah, I, I look I get it. I totally get it. But you know, you never know. And I'm not saying it's gonna happen if, but if Tulane isn't a better football team in three years then you can. I would say that you're allowed to say that Tulane is where football coaches go to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, I'm well, hold, hold on, hold on. LSU, Wisconsin. What's your pick? LSU better oh, win by. Yeah, LSU. LSU better win by a couple of touchdowns. What's the spread? Ten. It's ten and a half. You think they're covering? They're covering. Okay. So, um, so that wraps it up. Hopefully, the back half recorded. Uh, so for Dave, for Kevin, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Until next week. The bar is closed. World of pure imagination.